Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Schmo Zone podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Jazzwares. Check this out. These are six-inch action figures, UFC action figures. They're true-to-life tattoos. They're accurate, lightweight body types, realistic facial expressions. Each set has two sets of removable hands with UFC gloves. Check this out. This Max Holloway one, they even have the UFC championship belt. Donald Cowboy Cerrone, you got the U.S. flag, you got the removable hat. This is good stuff. They're collectibles. You can get them online at Amazon. You can go to your nearest Walmart and purchase these. This is the 2020 International Series. It's a limited edition. Go ahead and get these. They're collectible. Jazzwares, check them out. And today's podcast is also brought to you by Fusion CBD Products. We have our Fusion CBD Sports Water. Drink it after the workouts which usually happen before the podcast. They have their tinctures. They have their CBD cool relief rub. They have their sleep and recovery pills. They have their energy and focus. Love this stuff. Implement it into the routine. FusionCBDproducts.com. Use the promo code SHMO. Get 20% off. Start the show. Everybody. Welcome back to the Schmo Zone podcast, episode 36. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. The Schmo. My co-host is... Helen Yee Sports. And today's guest is one of the baddest people on the planet. Not, not just male and female. She's absolutely amazing. She is the UFC Women's Flyweight Champion of the World, Bullet mm-hmm. Valentina Chevchenko in the flesh. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, I'm very um, feeling good to be here today, especially just straight after training. We did training at UFC PI like early this morning. It was about like two, three hour session. And now I'm here. <laughs> One quick thing I have to say, because I'm a little bummed because we we're just doing the ad reads we, for Jawswares. They sent us all the action figures. But they didn't send us Valentina Chevchenko, the oh, flyweight champ. It's not good. Not good at <laughs> all. No. <laughs> We're going to send them a letter. Well, I told them because this was a limited edition series. The next one, the bullet Valentina, it's you're there. To. It's got to be there. Have the real life action figures and compare the two because uh, those details were so amazingly realistic and can only imagine what they do with yours. I will check all my tattoos. Should be there. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, we really appreciate you joining the show. And, um, you know, it's very, very fitting after what we just saw uh, over the weekend in Fight Island. Uh, UFC Fight Island 4, I believe, fight night. Mm-hmm. Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana. Irene Aldana, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what did you think of her performance? I think it was good fight and mm-hmm. you know like 
everyone's saying like um, Jermaine, Holy Home. We are not expecting that ground game from them, something like that. But I was thinking, why? Why not? It's MMA. They are for so long in mixed martial arts. And are you thinking they are coming to the training and working on the, their striking? That's it? No, they're training on MMA, they're training ground, they're training everything. And it's obviously they that they're gonna use it, right? That's why I think it was like very good, like very good fight from everyone. All three girls, three pairs of girls, it was amazing fight. And I really enjoyed it. Let me ask you this, who's impressive, whose performance was more impressive to you, Holly Holmes or GDRs? Oh, it's it was different fights, like different opponents, different purpose, and um, I I don't want to have just one fight in front of other one because uh, Holly Holm it was like five round total domination. There is no doubt, nothing. In Germain, uh, Juliana Pena, it was like uh, all the way to Juliana Pena fight and just one quick, um, like some scenes that, because of course, Germain, she has long arms and probably Juliana didn't think that it's gonna happen, actually happen. And it was third round. She wanted this takedown. That's why it's like was affecting. So it's two different fights, two different. That's why for me, it's um, every, every fight has their own emotion. Two different fights, and one was a five-round fight, one was a three-round fight. But the reason why I ask is because there's no slam dunk. Which one of those two will be facing the champ, Amanda Nunes? And uh, now the decision makers, Dana White, Sean Shelby, uh, Vic Maynard, they're going to have to decide who will fight her next. That's why I ask you, is there one that you think is more deserving? Maybe those two need to fight each other if Amanda wants some time out because she's expecting that the child added to their family. And when they first fought Holly and GDR, wasn't there some controversy as oh, well? Oh, yeah, it was a very controversial fight. And I... As it plain right now, what I see, uh, Amanda, she will fight, she will defend her belt in 145, and obviously she will want time like to recover, to have another training camp for 135. And I don't think that Holly Holm or Jermaine, they will want to wait that long time. Probably, I don't know, maybe they will fight again each other. But as you are saying very right, Dana White, Mick Miner, they are who are taking decisions, right? Mick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I, that was my big takeaway is what to do next. But mm -hmm. uh, I think I think that is a great solution having Holly face GDR again, um, and I think the winner of that right away for that title shot. I again. think it will be it would be a good fight, great fight. Um, yeah, Holly Holm, she's like she shows that her like complete game. Jermaine, uh, same scene, and it would be like very good matchup, I think. Who do you think would win that rematch? Um, I in the last fight I had Holly Holm winning that fight. 
Okay. So I saw her winning that fight. But I don't know. Every fight is like unique. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. We're sitting here with the number three pound for pound women's fighter in the entire world. When I looked at the pound for pound rankings, I saw two people in front of you. I saw Amanda Nunez in front of you, and I also saw Wiley Zhang. But I'm like thinking to myself, how do they determine who's <laughs> yeah, one, who's that's two, true. Who one, two, who's three? <laughs> we know your track record. We know who you've beat. We know who you've lost to. You you look pretty invincible, especially on your last few title defenses. And as you know, in this game, you're only as good as your last fight. You're only as good as your next fight. And uh, you look pretty undestructible in your fights. Yeah, this is what I am like every time my mind said for the next title defense, next fight, it's be better than I was before. And that's why I'm, when I'm training, I put everything in that. I don't think like if I am champion, so everybody will come to the octagon and say, okay, I'm not going to fight. No, I'm not expecting like that something. I know they're going to come with all their power and that's why I'm coming with all my power. <laughs> now, is your motivation in your hunger the same going into every fight? I would say yes. I would say yes and you know it's like um, having right people in your team, having right my uh, right mindset before the fight, this is what make you feel the same feeling as you felt before. Uh, of course, when, for example, you are mm, successful and everyone's starting to say, oh, you are invincible, no one can beat you. And if you starting to believe it, oh yeah, you are done, you are done. But if you understand the real life, how it's work, if you stop to work, if you stop to put hard work in your training, you are done. If you are not stopping and every time pushing you to the limits, then you are good. And I want to be the one who is pushing every time to the limits. <laughs> That's such a great mindset. Yeah. And that leads up to your fight, UFC 255. Uh, next month. Next month, November 21st against Jennifer Maya. I'm shocked, though. You're such a world traveler. I'm shocked that you're not fighting on Fight Island. <laughs> That's true. Why, why aren't you fighting on Fight Island? Were you just not offered that? Did you want to fight on Fight Island? Because there is no fights in November in Fight Island. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know because this your, your title defense was originally supposed to be in Perth, Australia. And I know, obviously, we had the global pandemic. And then there were some injuries. So everything got pushed back. So we're here in November where you're fighting on the same fight card as your sister. Antonina, which we'll get to. But what I find so fascinating about your matchup against Jennifer, it wasn't supposed to be Jennifer initially. Exactly. It was Joanne. supposed to be Joanne Kelderwood, who fought someone who was ranked underneath her. And she took that fight at UFC Vegas 5, right over here at the uh, Apex, and she lost the fight. Were you surprised that she lost the fight or how she lost the fight to Jennifer? Um, you know, actually, I... I didn't expect anything from that fight. I didn't like watch it like, oh, it should be like that. I just watched it. And I was um, really understanding that everything can happen. And probably I can have another opponent. <laughs> and we could see that I have another opponent <laughs> right well, now. When we spoke to you last month, you mentioned that you could tell that Joanne, like she wasn't 100% there mentally, like something was a little off. This is my opinion. Mm -hmm. This is what I saw. It's It can be true. It can be something. No, but this is what I saw and what I 
think about the fight. But um, like um, a few year, a few days ago, I rewarded that fight again, and I saw that just Jennifer Maya, she was uh, really concentrated on this fight. So she, um, when she walked to the uh, into the octagon, her eyes was like. Totally, I need this victory. <laughs> I need that. And of course, when she had her chance to finish the fight, she just used it. And there is um, like, I would do the same, right? If I have my umbar, I will, yeah, I will like to pull it. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be a very good fight because Jennifer, she's a strong fighter. She's a technical fighter, physically strong as well. And um, yeah, I hope she will be the same conditions that she was because I don't want less. <laughs> and how does uh, the training camp now, if anything, differ from what you had before? Because this is the first time in the UFC that you're fighting on the same fight card as your sister, Antonina. And we talked about that last month, too. Both mm -hmm. Helen and I brought that up in our interviews with you, or I guess the Schmo did and Helen did. <laughs> but um, does your training differ a little bit? Is it more concentrated? Is there any different types of focuses because you two are on the exact same fight card on the fighting on the exact same night? Uh, you know, um, like from the long time ago, we every time was training with Antonina. Doesn't matter who is fighting where, we was uh, doing our training camp all, every time together, and we had like two or three times when we fought with one week difference and it's pretty the same it's like all training camp together so it's basically same thing right but the, uh, only one thing the difference that i had to um see how my recovery go right and uh, wait before i can do like 100 percent of sparring on everything i'm already like uh, weeks ago at this moment when I do like everything as it was before, before the injury. So everything fine, everything good, everything as it uh, should be. And we are like seven weeks out from the fight. It's still so long time. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like um, it was booked very far out. Yeah, it was. It was. It's, it's, I, actually, I never had this like situation when it booked that way far out from the actual date fight and every time it was like okay are you fighting in a month okay are you fighting in two weeks okay i will let's do it let's do it and now i have like all like i had four or five months for my preparation it's something um different i would say because um when you receive a notice of the fight you are straight you're like you're starting to burn from the inside. You want to like rush. You want to hit harder. But here it's no. You have so long time. You have to know exactly how your uh, process of training training gonna be and sometimes uh, my coach Pavel he's like doing everything as it should be and I'm like no we have to do this we have to do that he said okay calm down <laughs> this is not time yet <laughs> we will do everything this because if you if we're gonna do it right now for the date of the fight you will be so tired and like uh, uh, thinking like I don't want to fight anymore <laughs> I don't want it happen that's why I totally uh, trust everything to Pavel 
how he's leading the process of my preparation for the fight. And I just do my job. I'm just trained. <laughs> yeah, and I know we just talked about like someone like Israel Adesanya, who's now fought 100 professional fights and everything, 100 fights, but you're someone with your Muay Thai background, your amateur mm -hmm. background, and everything. You've had so much fight experience in your More career. More than 500. <laughs> More than 500. Yep. <laughs> See, that, that, no one's brought that up. Now we are. Valentina we need a Bull. plaque or a something. Five, 500, yeah. So you have all that experience, and you just had this injury, and now you're able to wait till you're 100% recovered to finally train and to understand where you are at your age and your body in your early 30s and where you are as a champion. There is no age yet. There's no age yet. <laughs> there That's is right. no age. You there see, is just a body. <laughs> it's just a body. And, and you know how to train and fine tool this machine to get yourself prepared both mentally and physically for that moment inside the cage. Yes, yes, it's true. It's very true. And I'm just like... Um, Every single training, every single day, I try to listen my body, what it's saying, when I have to push it more, when I have to slow down a little bit. And of course, the like training process, it's um, like uh, from inside fighters, like any any person can feel different, right? Even like on the training, sometimes I feel in me like slow or doing like very slow. But then I'm look back the video if someone filmed like that training and it's not as slow <laughs> and i or i ask in pavel like how it looks like because it's like I, my feeling inside it's different but he's saying no everything fine everything like as it should be and you are on point with your reactions with everything that's why i'm saying that what you feel inside it's not every time the truth yeah well, would you credit that to your longevity of having over 500 fights and like what David mentioned, keeping your body so healthy and always so sharp? Um, yes, I would say I'm in, in martial arts 27 years already. It's amazing. <laughs> and someone is still having like 20 years there fighting. I already fight in 20, for 27 years, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, the major part about the injuries and everything, like we are in um, dangerous sport. Sometimes you cannot just avoid it. Sometimes it's happened, but you can uh, do as much uh, protection during the training as you can. For example, I'm not the one who like come into the training and say, oh no, I want to uh, show my toughness. I want to use the helmet. I want to use shin guards. I want to use everything. So I want to show someone, I don't know who, my toughness. I'm not this, this person. No, not at all. I know where I have to show my toughness exactly. It's in Octagon. It's like right now it's 21st of November. And I know exactly before this moment, I have to be very careful with everything what I'm doing. Training, dieting, walking, thinking, what I'm watching, everything. <laughs> and I know you've lived in many places around this globe. You've, you've lived in Thailand. You've trained in Thailand. You've trained in Houston. You live right now here in Las Vegas where you have access to the UFC PI and all the tools here. Would you say it's a big advantage as a fighter living this close to the UFC with all the tools and resources they have available to you with their own performance institute? Of course, definitely, yes. It's like, it's the best whatever could happen with me. 
um, to train and use CPI, to have a physical therapy, a nutritionist, all of this stuff. It's so amazing that you can just focus on your training. You don't have to think anymore about nothing, just training. And it's amazing. I so like thankful that I'm like we are here right now at UFCPI in Las Vegas. So I just like living my life and trying to be as much grateful as I can. Slowly, we're noticing a lot more fighters. Oh you know, my gosh! To Las oh, Vegas no, 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 it's a bet. It's a bet. Here, it's too hot. No, don't come. That's what I'm trying to no, tell. It's, it's so funny. But we see it. We see it. Um, like people moving from California. From California. I'm like, go back. Or New York. Hint, hint. I'm Jermaine Sterling. No, we, we see it. We know. We're aware it's of it. It's very hard. It's hard. It's impossible <laughs> to live here. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, real quick, I did want to get your thoughts. At UFC 254, the likely winner of this bout would be fighting the winner of your bout for the championship. True. You Cynthia read my Calvia mind. Cynthia and Lauren Murphy. Murphy. They're fighting over there at Fight Island and the Habib and Justin oh, Gaethje I card. didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you're going to pay attention to watch. Cynthia is someone who was at uh, straw weight, and mm -hmm. she moved up. She fought opponent that you beat in Jessica I, mm -hmm. and then she's been kind of on this roll here, and she's kind of climbing the ranks and into this uh, flyweight division. How do you see that fight going about? I Maybe we just startled you with that news right there. But Oh, uh, yeah, you know, it's... um. um I was totally focused on my fight, <laughs> on my upcoming, uh, upcoming fight that I never thought that it's going to happen October 24th, right? <laughs> but yes, I, I knew that they're going to fight. But um, what I can say, it's going to be good fight. Very good fight. Because I see Lauren Murphy very tough. And definitely she is someone bigger. Yeah. Um, she fought in 135. Then she went down. And Cynthia did like the other part from the smaller to the higher weight class. That's why I think the physical advantage is going to be more on Lauren Murphy's side. But um, it's not about physical advantage, everything. Also, technical thing and who was faster, who did like the reaction better or on defending takedowns or something like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be a very good fight. Uh, a lot of wrestling, I would say, over there. And uh, I would say it's going to be not that technical fight, but kind of like dirty fight when it's like a lot of clinching, wrestling and everything. And here, it, what is going to be more important, it's who has more physical power. So a little bit, um, once more time, I don't want to say exactly, but I think it's going to be on the side of Lauren Murphy. That's a good assessment. I, that was That's amazing. a really, really good assessment. <laughs> You're great at this. I could totally see them in clinch work, yeah. some mm -hmm. dirty boxing, and then it's going to go to who would be the physically mm -hmm. stronger person and one's going down from a weight at one point, one's going up to a weight. I, I could see that. Uh, but anyway, we cannot uh, just forget about some um, just unexpected submission, what Jermaine uh, just showed us, like very yes. unexpected submission. So we cannot forget about it. So everything still the chance of everything can That's happen. That's why we fight, right? That's yeah. why we fight. True. <laughs> well, I would also love to get your assessment on Zhang Weili and Rose. They're projected to fight next. Uh, not sure of the exact date yet, 
But I would love to just kind of hear what you think of that matchup. Um, I know Rose. I trained with her, like, um, and I would say if Rose gonna be in the same physical and mental condition, what I know her, she gonna win. She gonna win easy. Yeah. Easy. Not that easy, but she's yeah. gonna win because really she's tough as well, and she mm -hmm. don't want to lose, right? She's gonna prepare. N not, I, yeah, not that easy. Not easy, but she's gonna win. Have you seen those two um, in person and their size wise? Both, both? Yes, yes. Do you think one w is a bigger girl than the other girl? Uh, so Rose, she's taller mm -hmm. but skinnier, but doesn't mean not strong. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean at all because uh, you could see with Israel, right? I was right? just about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's typical Muay Thai fighters. They are like from Thailand. They are skinny. You see at them, it's like uh, where they get that power. But but they when they start to work in clinch, it's like totally different. And uh, you know, being that big with muscle, and it doesn't mean that they are strong. Yeah. No. I mean, like, look at fighters like Sean O'Malley, Kevin Holland, mm -hmm. Israel. Like you said, it's like they're, they're not the girthiest people no, in the even world. Even John Jones. John Jones, exactly. But their length and how they use their ligaments, you know, their elbows, their hands, their knees, their, their legs, everything. Natural uh, physical power, it's not depends on how many muscle do you have. If your body, it's like uh, naturally have this relief 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 this like seeing this like on the body all the abdomen and arms it's fine it's natural but if you are trying to um um to have it like doing a lot of iron and heavy weights like lifting or whatever it's i don't see that it's gonna help you in the fight what kind of weightlifting or strength and conditioning training do you do if any, for your fighting? Oh, you know, I use every time for every scene, just one weight. It's my training partner. For everything. <laughs> so no weightlifting oh, at all? Wow. No, no Olympic lifts? No. No, I don't wow. use heavy Naturally weights. Naturally talented. Uh, no, I don't use anything of lift weighting, like nothing of this, yes. And... Um, what I can do is I just like sometimes do with um, um, how would say I forget the word in when you are like um, punching with like this stretching scene. Gotcha. Oh, like like bands. <laughs> like bands. Band, band work. Exactly bands. Or sometimes when we are training on the nature, we just take stones. Yep. And do shadow boxing with stones. So it's like um, doing uh, your grip. Yep. stronger and also like wait for your you ever use those egg weights those egg weights uh no you know um yes it's very comfortable to use it this is what i want to avoid comfortable things during mm. my training. I love that yes. mindset. Interesting. So something oh. that's not a natural I thing. I didn't say it. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, it's Please not on. Cut, cut. <laughs> um well you're you're very kind person and i know you're a martial artist you don't partake in the trash talking as much but i had to ask you 
Who's been the best trash talker you've ever confronted so far in your career? Anyone jaw jawing wise that that you know? I'm not saying they get to your head. Clearly, it hasn't really gone to your head. But does, is there anyone that stands out as a trash talker? You mean um, male, female, doesn't matter who, or just like my I, opponents? I'd rather focus on your opponents because opponents. I'm not going to sit here and talk Henry Cejudo for the intergender uh, championship over here. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I, you know, um. It's hard to say, but I think female fighters, they are not that good in trash talking at like in general than male fighters. I don't know. It's just probably the nature, female nature. It doesn't look good when she's starting to say like bad, brutal things, like crazy things, something like that. I don't know. And I, I, I didn't see, I see more um, female fighters, they're way more respectful to each other. And um, if we do some trash talk, it's like kind of very on a line. It's like, it's still a trash talk, but same way it's kind of respectful it's like very thin lines that we are trying to control and not pass this line this is what i see <laughs> well what about post-fight celebrations just like in general i know you have a great one i love it you're a great dancer um but for example like everyone's talking about israel and what he did after he beat <laughs> paulo what did you make of that i don't know i i i didn't follow the history before the fight and what i assume if he did something like that it's probably before the fight was a lot trash talking from paula costa <laughs> and yeah. he just like okay you wanted it take it <laughs> so i don't know I, I i don't know what is what it was before the fight but i think if someone does things like that it's because someone provoked it bad things before <laughs> oh so the tick for tat type type uh <laughs> scenario there um transitioning to this because i checked again i'm always checking the rankings i don't know why i don't know who makes them i just check them still to this date to this very second there are no rankings for the female featherweight division is this even a legit division in the ufc I would say if there is still fights defending belts, it's still we can say it's a weight class. Yeah, because there is no rankings there. There is no mm, one, two, three, four, five like girls we can see, but there is a fight there, definitely. And there's the, a champion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so probably, yes, this is a weight class. The weight class that deserve attention well you've been very dominant in your weight class the flyweight division for your legacy do you see yourself retiring you know in the flyweight division or do you see yourself ever going back to bantamweight for any challenge or fight first i don't see me retiring ever okay sorry about that you can't use the sorry. r word no around no but i didn't mean like anytime soon i just meant like you know 50 years from now uh, there is only one reason if i could come back to the bantamweight 
There is only one person. There's There is Amanda. only and one. I was going to get to that. What can make me do this step? <laughs> you are the only one that we looked at when we look at fights. You're the mm -hmm. only one that gives her the run for the money. And it's yeah. been so close in both times that you faced her. And you are someone I know that you have to avenge the loss. This Carmouche. I mean, well, that's it. It's your only two losses. The only two people you've lost to, Liz and Amanda, you've avenged a loss against Liz. Man, uh, you're not going to give us the blueprint to beat her, but do you feel like you have to face her again before it's all said and done? You have to do this fight again. Um, I see it like um, right now, flyweight division, it's my like where is i am right now this is what uh where i want to compete what i want um at this moment because i really was waiting a lot for this weight class right and like uh, my physical like everything i'm not even the tallest one in my weight class flyweight and um, i just feel good that finally I have this opportunity to fight in flyweight. And about Amanda, I think it's, um, as I every time saying, I see it happening. I see it happening sometimes. I know that um, Dana, she, uh, he was saying that um, um, kind of not now, not right like at this moment, but I feel the same. I feel the same. Not tomorrow, not next month, not this year, but it's going to happen. And Dana calls her the GOAT. The GOAT, I guess, the greatest women of all time. You know, like having that type of label and with her accolades, I feel like knowing you and your competitiveness, that's what you want. That's what you're chasing for. You know, you're chasing, not, you're not in this sport to partake. You're in it to be the best. You know, the, the thing I see that I will build up my name. I will do everything that I have to do, train, win the fight, show all my skills. And um, when time, the right time comes, I think every, everyone would understand this is a fight to make happen. If there is some thought that um, like someone thinks probably it's not the time, so probably it's not the time. But when the times come, everyone will see that this is the time. Uh, I want to ask you about the growth of women's MMA. You know, this sport, it's the fastest growing sport in the world. You know, we have this global pandemic. All the other sports leagues shut down. Dana White's the first to bring back sports to the world. And we've had fights every single week. What would you tell all the girls out there that are aspiring to be like you, aspiring to get into MMA, to train and everything like that, to bring that next evolution of mixed martial arts uh, to women? First of all, I would say that everything about you see that happening right now, the Dana White work, it's so amazing. Amazing. Keep everyone like doing their jobs, make fans like still be very with a lot of attention, fighters, to have paid, to do what they love, to train and the fight, it's amazing. And um, if I wouldn't be like injured during this time, I would fight every month. 
definitely fight Ireland, definitely here. But it's happened what has happened. And um, I just wait my comeback on November 21st. And definitely um, all female fighters, what I see at this moment in the world, uh, in the world, it's like so impressive. It's um, everything that I like um, inside of me. I every time wanted like this is this is a moment for female uh, sport, mixed martial sport that um, there is like no one's thinking other things. They are like same man, same woman. We are all equal in this sport. And this is amazing in the highest league. In the top league of mixed martial arts, UFC, we are equal, men and women. It's not a WNBA and an NBA. It's female fighters headlining UFC fight nights. They are main events, co-main events for pay-per-views. There is an equilibrium here. The best fighters fight, whether you're male or female, and that's where you're positioned. Yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like, you know, being... Living this life at this moment, moment, it's so, um, I don't know, I just cannot express what I feel inside because it's, um, I know there is still some countries where like um, female fighters, they feel so much difference, right? But it's not here. It's not, it's not in UFC. <laughs> but what would you say would be the next evolution for female fighters, like we talk about the featherweight division, there's just no rankings right now, but inevitably there will be rankings, right? What is the next evolution to get more and more females to participate in this sport? I think the same. Let's say the same what we are doing right now, all female fighters, not just like few names, but everyone who uh, ever like at least one time stepped into the octagon and they feel this like passion to the martial arts. Definitely they like show this passion to everyone and they bring more girls. And if you can see in any gyms who train, how many girls train right now, like new generation, yeah, like 15 years old, 12 years old. Of course, they're going to be beast by the time they're going to fight in the uh, like professional fights. <laughs> I know the traditional mindset too among fighting was having like a wrestling base, a wrestling background, and then going into the other disciplines. Obviously, that's not necessarily the case with you. You've evolved over time. Is there a specific discipline you would tell a five-year-old or you wish you would have done back in, I mean, there's hard to, hard to wish for you because your accolades speak for <laughs> themselves. You're the champ. But are would you say there's specific disciplines you would recommend to girls just starting off? Five might be too young, could be 10, could be 15 years old if they're starting later. You know, this like um, train wrestling, train boxing and like all separate. It was so long time ago, 20 years ago, yeah. we had like mixed martial arts seeing like fights. OK, this is wrestler against um striker or whatever right but there is not anymore happening these things uh mma it's sport it's complete sports that required training of mixed martial arts training of mma there is not only you are training wrestling and then adding boxing no you have to start with mixed martial arts and now they 
everyone, uh, all fighters do these things. They are not training something like separate. They are training all together because this is a style. This is like like we have Muay Thai, like we have wrestling, like we have judo, like we have boxing, we have MMA. And everyone who wants to be dominant in mixed martial arts has to start to train MMA, not like separate things. It's together. Well, do you think MMA should be added to the Olympics? You know, I feel that um, UFC, MMA, it's self-sufficient sport it doesn't have to be added to the olympic because olympic system is different it's different uh lifestyle different work different mindset everything is different but uh if you are saying about like the this competition what ufc has right this professional when um they are discover the character of each fighter, individual fighter. This is unique. And I would I would like to see it in the future as well. I don't want to join um, like mixed martial arts to join, for example, Olympic Games, but probably some other federation could join, right? But it won't be the same. It won't be the same competition what we are looking right now because it's it's unique. It's so big. It's even bigger than, like, if you are speaking about UFC, it's even bigger than Olympic Games. Yeah, and then uh, if you put the UFC or MMA, rather, in the Olympics, you have to take something out. And then the question is <laughs> going to be, what are you going to take out? And, and that makes it that way. But no, that's such a great, great assessment of mm -hmm. that. Um, and uh, you're right. It is kind of a sport where it's standing by itself. And um, and it already has like the world's everything. best, best yes. athletes. Yes, it's true. The best ones. Yeah, you get fighters from all over. That's why they're at Fight Island right now because <laughs> they can bring in the competition More from fighters. all over the world that they can't necessarily get their visas mm -hmm. and, and come into the United States. Valentina, we really, really appreciate you hopping on the Schmo Zone. Uh, do you have anything that you want to tell all the fans out there? Um, any final message to leave the show on? Just uh, as usual is every time to say thank you very much. It's like for every every single word, for every support that you're giving me, it's like um, my biggest motivation, I would say. Yeah, to know that uh, someone look up to me and wait in my victory. Of course, there is other people who wait in something else, but... I don't like that people <laughs> because there is only victory for me. There is only victory. And um, yeah, it's um, it was every time. So for me, my mindset, it's not participation in the fight. I'm not here to have fun, to enjoy the fight. No, I'm here to win and show and everything. Not boring fight, but good technical fight to show that female athletes they have everything. And we know you are someone with so many hobbies. We know that your target shooting is absolutely amazing. We've seen the videos. We know you love to do a lot of adventurous things. We're still waiting for you to get your pilot license like your sister, <laughs> Antonina. Congrats here. to Congrats her. Congrats to her getting her black belt equivalent in her uh, license as being a pilot, a professional 
pilot now. You know, she uh, she became a private pilot about a year ago. And uh, like a few days ago, she has her exam, her ch- uh, mock check right for instrumental instrumental rating. And uh, instrumental rating is the hardest one to get in whole aviation. And I could tell why seeing her doing like her daily routine she's coming to the training training like having lunch and then she disappears she went go like to study to the class or to her like room and she has like a lot of books a lot of books like this big and everything she just like learning studying learning then other day she go fly then learning 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 and it was not just like few weeks, few days, for months. She, she did like exactly same thing, studying, flying, training, studying, flying, training. And when she like um, had this big, big, big like receiving achievement, right? Her like instrument to get her instrumental rating. I asked her, now you can breathe. Now you can relax a little bit. She has Yes. <laughs> now she can focus on her fight. Oh no! Yes, <laughs> of course. It's definitely. Uh, I I didn't want to say that she uh, was not focusing on her tra- training of martial arts. She was. She were doing the same, but she were training in the morning and the rest of the day doing the multitasking. Multitasking, yeah. <laughs> which is something uh, you know well about in the Chevchenko household. It's <laughs> multi-talented sisters. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Helen? Beautiful red dress today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, We can't wait to watch you UFC 255 against Jennifer Maya. Yes, me too. Me too. And yeah, still a lot of trainings going forward. Still a lot of preparation. And definitely I will be in in my best shape and do everything as I have to do to win the fight. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll have your Jazzwares UFC doll next time. We have to. We yes. have to. <laughs> the Schmo Zone, episode 36. We are out. Mm-hmm.